Welcome back to the Average Joe's Podcast. Uh, it is October 26th, and after a long hiatus, three months in the making, finally back. We got three people in here today. Peter, we got Brian from South Carolina. He's back. And we're going to go full NFL slate uh, week seven interview. Pretty much the whole season we're going to do because we haven't been here. So uh, we'll start off with the Giants. Uh, obviously, I'm a Giant fan. You guys are Jet fans. Not and anymore. Not anymore for a Jet fan. <laughs> but another year with the Giants and like, they continuously do this thing where they're horrible, but they stay in games. And also the NFC is so bad that they, they're horrible, but they make you want to believe. But they just every time you have a big game, they lose it in like horrific fashion. And so what do you guys think about the Giants, Pete? They just got to start from the ground up and just rebuild everything, just like it, the Jets. Yeah, but that's I think that's the thing that's weird about the Giants is when you signed Dave Gettleman, that was his big thing. He was, we're going to start from the ground up. We traded our best player. We drafted a quarterback. We rebuilt the offensive line. But I, if you fire Gettleman now, now you have to rebuild again. I just don't really understand that. No, nah, you don't really have to rebuild. You fire him because clearly he hasn't done the job that they brought him in to do. And mm-hmm. – but he has gotten a lot of – he has gotten some talent for them, like Saquon, Evan Ingram. I mean, he sucks because he can't catch, but uh, Evan Darius Ingram Shepard is, not is – or Darius Slayton is a beast, Sterling Shepard good. And, and also, he has a talent. It's just they just can't do anything with it. Also with Evan Ingram, like, as I told – I everybody in fantasy, I tell them, I'm a great GM in fantasy. But the thing is, you do not – everybody wants to cut or trade Evan Ingram. You do not trade Evan Ingram when his stock is in an all-time low. Like, the guy still runs a 4-4. The guy still is a good – he's huge. He runs fast. He can't really catch, but he should be good. And right now is not, like, the time to trade him. It legit makes no sense. So, Kyle – I remember after the Giants drafted Andrew Thomas, you didn't like the pick. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. You still don't like it? As, like Brian says, you do. If you draft O linemen, whether you get them in the first, second, or third, there's a 50% chance they're horrible. A 50% chance they're a pro bowler. Uh, like, if you look at, like, Rodgers' offensive line or, like, the Patriots, like, they don't get these guys with the fourth overall pick. Like, you never – like, they get these guys – like, uh, Bakhtiari for the Packers. He was, I'm pretty sure he was, like, a fourth-rounder, and he's, like, the best left tackle in football. You need to get – like, Andrew Thomas, I know he was great at Georgia, but he's horrible, and he's going to continuously be horrible. Probably yeah, get the- cut. Yeah, but the thing is, teams like the Jets and the Giants, they have to dri- – I feel I don't know, but I feel like they do draft offensive linemen high because they have no clue how the hell to develop talent. Mhm. Like, and also like the Patriots and Packers, they're never given the chance to draft like at the fourth or fifth pick because they're always so good. 
So then we continuously draft these shitty offensive linemen, never get better, and we give all the good skill players to everybody else. So, like, Brian, did you like the Mecky Beckton Beckton traffic? No. Realist. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, this is the one year where you need to see if Sam Darnold is the player he is. And mm-hmm. with us not drafting receivers, like, who is he going to throw to? So now because of that, it's going to start the question of, are we going to draft Trevor Lawrence? And I feel like if you do get the number one pick, then you have to. But I feel like for the Giants, this is a big stretch for Daniel Jones. Because let's say they get a top three pick and Daniel Jones playing against the NFC is still throwing like 20 picks to like 10 touchdown. Like that's his ratio throughout the year. Then are you guys going to think about getting fields? Well, I mean, if it comes down to, like, as you get, as you said, for Darnold and Jones, it's like if you have a not a good offensive line and you have not great receivers or weapons around him, these young quarterbacks are not going to look very great. And also when you have a crappy team, they're not going to look very great. So then it's like every two or three years when these rookie contract goes up and the quarterback – then you're forced to, okay, let's draft the next quarterback. And then it just keeps going on and on and on. Like, give Daniel Jones or Darnold weapons. See if they could compete and do well. And if they can't, then you move on from them. But as Brian uh, asked, if it's Justin Fields or Daniel Jones, I'm taking Justin Justin Fields. <laughs> because really? he's a stud. Yeah. I mean, I like him a lot too. but I mean. Like, I, I love Daniel Jones. Do I think Daniel Jones is going to be a starter in the NFL for a long time? Yeah. I think if he's put on – if he's – I'm watching the Rams game. If he's on the Rams right now, I think they're just as good with Goff or Jones. Like, I don't think there's, like, a huge – but I just think Justin Fields is, like, going to be the man. Yeah, Better than but... Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, that's a bold statement out of you. It is. I know. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the best quarterback prospect in like the last 25 years. I know. And, uh, okay. So moving on to the jets. Uh, I guess I, we already talked about Darnold and like how shitty of a franchise they are, but I, if the jets plan is just to keep Gase on just so they keep losing, I guess that's a good plan. But if you just continuously lose with him and he's a horrible head coach, you're losing about t- a season worth of like trying to build this team from the ground up. Like you're making no momentum with him at coach. If he's, if you're just going to fire him at the end of the season. Honestly, I blame Peyton Manning for all this Jets shit because <laughs> Adam Gase put Manning as a reference and Manning said he was one of the best offensive minds he's ever talked to in his life and now Manning's probably sitting there watching the Jets laughing his ass off about how much they fucking suck well I mean but I guess if you if you're the offense coordinator of Peyton Manning like your your offense is going to be good but for the first like two years I always said like okay like Obviously, Peyton Manning knows something. Like, Gase is probably a decent offensive coach. But the Jets just put up five yards of offense in the second half last game. So, I mean, I don't know what 
you could say about that. I honestly think our high school team could have done better in the second half than they could. <laughs> I mean, five yards, we definitely could have done that. And not like the, it's not even like the Bills scored. It's not the Bills didn't even score a touchdown, and it was still a two-possession game at the end of the game. <laughs> they kicked like seven field goals. I know. Honestly, I feel like I feel like the Jets need to get rid of Gase as soon as possible because mm-hmm. having someone like that. Let's just say even in the locker room, like he's pushing people out because it's just not fun. It's so to toxic. Honest. Like, why do you think Jamal like Will or Jamal Williams, Jamal Adams did that? And then all of the other stars, like you're going to see Marcus May and like Quinn Williams, they're going to do the same thing. So, like, I feel like you just got to get them out now and just bring in someone who at yeah. least like the team can like build around. And then but and then you're having like these. Like everybody in free agency, like nobody's going to pick. If anybody asks a guy in the Jets, like, what's the culture like? Or do you want to go there? I don't think one person going to be like, yeah, let me, let's go to the Jets. Because <laughs> it looks horrible to be on the Jets. <laughs> and it's not even like they could say that they play in New York as a free agent destination, too. Because for whatever reason, they're in Jersey. It also makes no sense. Two of, like, the biggest market teams, they share a stadium. And it's like... As I said, I'm watching this Rams game. Dude, they have the sickest stadium ever. We have legit a metal bowl that has one elevator. You can't even move up and down. <laughs> so, like... Actually, how... might be the worst stadium in all of professional sports. It is. And it's like... Dude, these two teams make a ridiculous amount of money for that. But, I mean, okay. like, there's seriously, there's nowhere else to put a stadium in New York. Like, you're not going to put it in upstate New York, and you can't put it in, like, Westchester or, like, I feel like anywhere else, like, near there. Like, that's just going to be so expensive. Nah, there's room that there's room to build. I mean, upstate New York is basically all farmland, so you probably could fit it somewhere up there. Yeah, but what NFL player would want to go and play in country land bumblefuck New York? That's where Buffalo is. Yeah. Okay, that's different though. Buffalo's a well, huge yeah, city too. That's not, I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I don't know where you would put the stadium, but like where it is right now, it's not a good spot. Okay, so off the Jets, Giants, they're two horrible franchises. Um, so the two situation is probably like the next biggest storyline. Obviously, they had a buy this week, but you see, like. I, th- I don't think anybody expected this to happen, but you see, like, there's so much outrage over, like, this switch because, I mean, obviously Fitz was playing really well, but you're the Dolphins. You drafted a top five pick with Tua, and, like, you know what Fitz is. Obviously, he's playing well, but you know what Fitz is, and you kind of want to see this is, like, a perfect spot to put him in, and while they're grooving – and hopefully, like, they Tua takes them to the next level. I disagree. I yeah. think that, I mean, Ryan Fitz is not a franchise quarterback by any means. He is a manageable no. quarterback. He could win games for you, yeah. But the Dolphins right now, they're in the hunt for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that they should have sat Tua for, mm-hmm. like, well, at the beginning of the season, I thought that they were going to start him as soon as he got healthy. But then Fitz Magic is playing magical. 
So I so I thought that they actually had a chance at the playoffs, and I think that they should have kept him as the starter. And if they started losing, then thrown Tua, because okay. if Tua loses his con, Tua loses in them games, his confidence is going to be shot. So what you're saying is, even if Tua was what they expected, you're saying he, as expected in practice, he's playing really well in practice. But I saw somebody said somebody said on TikTok, which it's a good source, they were like. Well, the Dolphins are in a win now. They need to win now. It's like, when, why are the Dolphins in a win now? Like, yeah, they're playing well, but like, the team is decent, but like, their win now is like in two or three years. They're just building to this point. And if they think right now that Tua is going to build them, is going to progress and hopefully get to a spot that's better than Fitzpatrick. Like, I just don't understand why. Like, Fitzpatrick, if he goes 9-7 and seven and loses in the first round, and then you don't get to see Tua, th- this season meant nothing. I'm just not – I don't know. I'm just not a fan of what – of the timing that they're bringing in Tua. I just don't like the matchups. That's the biggest fan that I'm – I love this this spot. You, I mean – You, you I win mean, a yeah. game. Look, I mean, yeah, they, you win yeah, a but, game – and then, so now the team is grooving. The team is in a good spot. Team's in good spirits. Now you have a bye. So you let you let your rookie quarterback have two weeks to plan for this game. And now, and now you have a big game. And hopefully this is like his breakthrough moment. He wins a game versus the Rams and then off they go. I don't know. I, I personally would have started him. Like week ten against the Chargers, so that he Why? could go so up he against a ripped up by Bosa and Ingram. Yeah, but he'd be going up against another rookie, and then next week they have the Broncos who suck, and then the Jets, which is an easy confidence booster for, for Tua. I feel like that's just, that's way too late in the season to do it. Week Not really. 10. Not really. Dude, we, that plus, I feel like we're so blinded by the fact that Fitzmagic is just the most likable guy. In the NFL, so yeah, like, but he's he's playing great football now, though. Yeah, I mean, but okay. I don't know, I was, like he's he's playing good, but I mean, let's be they're three and three. It's not like they're like four and two or five and one. And yeah. if that was like Brian Hoyer, let's say, and they did Tua, not one person would make the argument that Hoyer should be starting. It's just that Fitz is just so likable. Hey, Pete, next next year you have Fitzpatrick as your starter or backup. Then you have Trevor Lawrence behind him. They start off. They're like they're four and two with Fitzpatrick, but Lawrence is ready to go. You're gonna be like, oh, Fitzpatrick threw two touchdowns last game, and I love his beard. He's so cool. You're not. <laughs> no, you're gonna start Lawrence, and then we're gonna go. It's everybody just loves Fitzpatrick, but like, every you know, late in the season, Fitzpatrick's gonna have his five interception game, and he's gonna look like shit. So. That's I my. Know. I just, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the matchup for Tua. That's, okay. that's why. Yep. Yeah, I get that. But so I think Tua should play, and hopefully he, he wins a game. I think it's at home versus the Rams after a big. So he wins this game, and off they go. I think, I think it's a good spot. Um. So Han, I got a question for you guys. Okay. If we were to redo the NFL draft, would you take Herbert or Burrow number one? 
Um, I feel like you still got to go Burrow. I, I think I'm taking so Herbert. Much. I think I'm okay, taking Herbert. Herbert's throwing to Keenan Allen and uh, Hunter Mike Henry, Williams. and their defense is so much better. Like, yeah, he's in so much of a better position. If you look, yeah, but if you look at the throws he's making, though, if you I, look at some of the throws he makes, it's just, it's not normal for a rookie to do that. I think if you're saying Chase Young or Herbert, you probably take Herbert. But Burrow, like, if you if you wa- have watched him, like, he's still sick. Like, I think he had, like, four touchdowns, 400 yards last game. Oh, so, no, no, he is. Don't get me wrong. But I personally, I love them both. But I think that at right now, I think Herbert's better. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a toss-up. But I, I would still say Burrow just for the fact that I, I think he's a stud. And, and – uh. Herbert, he looks great. So I think there's two long-term starters for those two teams. Next up, um, I know we have some Brady haters in here. but So basically, the whole thing was Tom Brady's a system quarterback. He is what Belichick is. And then he, if he leaves, somebody's going to step in. They're going to keep winning games. And Brady at 43, there's no chance he goes to difference as someone wins. And everybody was rooting for Brady to just fall off a cliff. But it turns out that that narrative was totally wrong. And Barry on Twitter's probably crying. Pete's crying. He's owning so, up to it. Yeah. What do you What do you have to say about uh, Brady? Yeah, so far he's proven me wrong. but Really wrong. Well, yeah. But if you also have to look at the weapons he has, too. So if you're you were saying he's a shitty quarterback, a shitty quarterback with those weapons would still win games, right? Like and say they had like Jameis Winston, Winston, he he won games. Yeah, what what they go last year? Seven and nine. That's doesn't that's Hold on. No, your but case? no, they went they what they what went seven and nine last year. I think at best. I, I, I Producer, yeah, look that up. Jameis Winston also had forty interceptions. If if he cuts and? his interce- if he cuts his interceptions down by like ten, they win like three, four more games. So what what does that is mean? This a, is this a Jameis just, talk? No, just and Brady doesn't turn the ball over as much as Jameis, that's why they're winning more games. Brian if, Rams running back scored. So that yeah, lost. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. No, um, I next pair touchdown, but it's okay. Me. Yeah, so the Brit obviously okay Brady. The thing about Brady, it's they're not just winning games just because their defense or they're not winning cl- just winning close games. Like he looks like elite. Oh yeah, like no, he I, now I got... looks like a top three quarterback because he's like moving the ball downfield. He's not just checking it down because Ronald Jones can't catch, so he can't do that. And um. Like, obviously, he has a ton of weapons, but, like, everybody's getting the ball, which is cool, except Mike Evans. I mean, he's still getting the ball. He has a bunch of one-yard receptions for touchdowns. I guess he's getting the ball. So, Brian, if you were the Patriots, if you were the Patriots, like, do you think they fucked up, or do you think Brady was going to leave anyway? I mean, I think... I don't know. I feel like that's a harder situation because even, like, I know a couple of Patriots fans, and 
they like totally understand it. Like after last year's loss, I mean, it was kind of destined that he was going to leave like that playoff game, just watching who he was throwing to and all like drops and everything. Like it was just bound to happen. But I mean, I feel like that's just how it is. And signing a 43 year old to whatever contract he wanted, it was just a risk they had to take. Well, I think, I think with the Patriots, they it, they kind of got screwed is Bill Belichick loves to cut loose with their great players like a year too short. But with Patriot fans and it being Tom Brady, it was like almost impossible. Like B- Belichick, he wanted to cut with Brady and then keep Garoppolo, which it would like it would have been a good transition. But they got screwed as Brady was too good when Garoppolo's contract was ending. So then they like Brady was better at that point. If he was falling off a cliff, then they could have just went Garoppolo, but like he was too good to cut ties with Brady. And so they kept him and they got screwed. And then they had Stidham or Cam, which I'm not saying it's their fault, but it was just, I feel like an impossible situation for them. I, I kind of see that, <clears throat> but I mean, the Patriots two and four start. One of the games, if if they had Cam against the Chiefs, I strongly believe they win that game. And, yeah. Because what was the score? Like 12-6 yeah. or something? It was not 12-6. Maybe like 20-14. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't 12-6. No, it, it was, was, it was a low-scoring game. It was a low-scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I th- the Patriots are fine, though. I mean, yeah, they're 2-4, and four, but against the Seahawks, if they get one play, they win that game. If they have Cam and the Chiefs, they win that game. And then this week, they just got blown out. But two weeks ago, they didn't practice the whole week. They didn't have, like, their Saturday run through. So, like, that was just bound yeah, to, like, happen. Yeah. But, the, but that's the thing. Like, as I, like, I bet on them, thinking this week, like, they had all those mishaps, like, the past six weeks, like, with practice. But then, like, when a team's struggling, like the Patriots, you usually, you get a week, up, like, off to prepare for this game. This is a game where, like, they would usually just smash the 49ers and like they would move on. This is not a week where they look horrible. They look like they didn't prepare. The defense just got crushed. Cam Newton, like I love freaking Cam Newton, but yeah. he looked horrible. He was like spiking balls. Yeah, he so, he he looked like he had no clue how the hell to play quarterback. I Brian, you could ask your roommates like if that's like a COVID symptom but he looked like <laughs> he looked like there was something wrong with him well i mean like, when he usually throws the ball it's not the prettiest i versus the seahawks as you mentioned he looked like elite i know their defense is like the i mean as a second. running back no he was he still looked he, he, yeah. he, he had he had like 380 passing yards that game i know so i don't know what's happening with him like I want him to succeed. He's starting this week. I think if he plays one more crappy game, like he's probably done. No way. Because Stidham, uh, Belichick's not dumb. There's no way he thinks Stidham is the answer because that dude sucks. Yeah, I know. They both that suck. dude is horrible. Um, <laughs> and uh, lastly, we'll talk about MVP. And we'll, but we'll also talk uh, – did you guys watch that last night game? Like That was, that, probably, that was the best game of the year. I, I think the you whole ju- thing, yeah. look you you this is what you do as the NFL if you want ratings you put Seahawks prime time 
every week. Yep, because it's going to be 50-50 every game. Every single one of their games comes down to last possession, and it's Russell Wilson, who's probably the most fun player to watch. And it's all high scoring. Yeah. Like, but I... I think what you saw is Kyler Murray is like elite, but also Russell Wilson, he like nine times out of 10, Russell Wilson wins that game. He made like two interceptions that like, he just doesn't make like the first one was weird, but the the next two were like, I've never seen him do that. Yeah. But the second one, I think it was just miscommunication between him and DK. And the third one, the guys were running like it was a, Oh uh, yeah, well, I mean, I I don't I don't really know what was happening because the third one he just looked like he threw right to Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I didn't even know Isaiah Simmons was on that team until I heard that. I mean, I but, did. I, he like doesn't play for whatever reason. He literally is a special teams guy, and then drafted him seven. <laughs> it doesn't make any I'll, sense. I'll admit, I really I was like really wanted him on the Giants, so hand up on that one. And I think the two guys, the two big MVP. Guys took maybe like a step back to reality. Ben and Russell, like three interceptions, but oh my god, pick at the goal line. Wait, you said Ben? Yeah. Big Ben? No. Ben. You thought, Mason, you thought Big Michigan. Ben was in the MVP race? They're undefeated, and I'm pretty sure he has like four touchdowns a game. So, yeah. I don't know. I have Kyler for MVP, especially after last night. Before uh-huh. last night, I had Russell Wilson, but Kyler is a freaking Big dog. Ben's my favorite, but like, yeah, he's in the conversation. They're they're the only undefeated team. I mean, maybe top five, but I don't think he's one through. I don't think he's anywhere from one through three. Okay, who's the third? Kyler Russ. Probably don't say something uh, dumb. I would put. I was. I was. I was gonna. Alabama. I was thinking Josh Cam? Allen. I was thinking Josh Cam? Allen before Cam? the last couple weeks. Hill? Maybe Henry. Derrick Henry. Okay, you guys. Are mad. <laughs> I. I, mean, I think. I think. I think Derrick front. Henry is more of a favorite than Big Ben. Okay. Well, you should probably just log off then. Um. I mean, even though running backs don't win it, but. Yeah, they There's won't. no way Big Ben is winning this year either. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I was going into this game. I was up nine in fantasy, and they had Rams defense. And I'm pretty sure Rams defense is doing sick tonight. So, yeah, they just got to pick. I'm pretty sure they have like four sacks, zero points. So I'll tell you right now how much they have. Yeah, I mean. Also, after and, watching that game last night, they have the 11. Seahawks are making the Super Bowl. That's a fact. No, they're not. I mean, yeah, but the thing with the they Seahawks no is like, yeah, if you don't have a defense in the playoffs, like it's just super hard to win. Like Russell Wilson, like they put up th- how many points? Thirty-five, and like they still lost to Kyler and the Cardinals. See, the thing is though, and like come playoff time, if the Seahawks were to play a team like the Niners, I don't think that – I mean, it would be a very good game. Yeah. I don't think that they would win, though, because Niners would just hold on to the ball and just run the ball, and they can't stop the run and just kill time. The, C- the Cardinals have one of the, like, 
the Cardinals barely beat the Seahawks first off. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson threw three of the worst picks ever. That's never going to happen again. And they don't even have Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is such a big part. You act That's... like Jamal Adams would have saved them, like, would have I saved mean, them a touchdown. Jamal so, Adams, you acted like he was a top three freaking defensive player, like, last year. So He was. I hate the fucking guy now, though. <laughs> so, Pete, if you think the Seahawks and Cardinals ran it back, that the Cardinals would win? I I'm not sure because I if it's at the Seahawks, I, I, I didn't even think the Cardinals were gonna win last night, That's but true. I I knew it was gonna be a good game. I I think it could go either way. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, if the Seahawks play at 49ers or at like if they play at 49ers, I don't think they're winning. Like it doesn't matter who the running back is for the 49ers, they'll have 200 yards, they'll crush time of possession, and then they have a sick defensive line who will probably kill Russell Wilson. Not kill him, but slow him down. I agree. And so, I just, I mean, the Seahawks would just have to, in the playoffs, they would just, are going to have to put up 35-plus every single game to even have a shot. I know. So, I think uh, I think that's all the topics I have for today. I thought it went smoothly. And um, I c- we'll try to make this a weekly thing. I think Brian is good. Every two-day he- thing. Two days a week, we'll try to make it happen, even if like it's only it. two people. And uh, I think thanks for listening, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week.